Parents, if your kids love listening to audio stories, but you don't want them using your phone all the time to listen to them, you need a story button. Story button is a screenless device that makes it easy to listen to kid podcasts, audiobooks, and more without having to use a tablet, phone, or keep track of any cards or toys. Fan favorites like Miles the Brave and Treasure Galaxy will give your kids an extra spark of exciting imagination, while the bedtime category will help your kids as they get ready to sleep. Go to storybutton.com to learn more and view all the content currently available in the library. Story Button. Imagination lives here. Hello again and welcome back to Kids Bible Stories. We are continuing our Solomon series. This one is called Solomon, Don't Wander from God. This is Solomon Part 6 and comes from 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 1 through 24, 54 through 56, and 1 Kings chapter 9, verses 1 through 9. If you've missed parts of our Solomon series, I'd highly recommend you go back and listen as they build upon themselves. Last week, we fast-forwarded a bit to the veil in the temple, which was torn. And we talked about what that meant. Today, we rewind before that happened. We are going back to when Solomon had just finished building the temple for God. That was episode number 280, in case you need to hear that one again. Let's begin our story now. Once the temple was completed, King Solomon called for all the leaders of Israel to come to him in Jerusalem. He called for the elders, the heads of the tribes, and the leaders of the families. He wanted them to bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord from the city of David. So all of the men of Israel came together with King Solomon. The priests carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, the meeting tent, and the holy things in it. The Levites helped the priests carry these things. They held fast to these as they made their way to the most holy place. When they arrived, they placed it underneath the wings of the cherubim. The wings of the creatures were spread out over the place of the Ark of the Covenant. They spread so far that they covered it and its long carrying poles. There was nothing in the Ark except two tablets. Hmm, do some of you remember our Exodus episodes? Maybe you remember some important tablets, stone ones, that had the ten what on them. The ten, say out loud if you know. The Ten Commandments. That's right. So these two tablets were the ones that Moses had from when the Lord made a covenant with the people of Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt. Now, these two tablets, they are in the ark that we are hearing about today. 
Let's also remember what the word covenant means. We just heard it say that was when the Lord made a covenant with the people of Israel. Think of a covenant as God giving promises, agreements between He and His people. But it's even more than that. It's also creating a bond or a relationship between God and His people. I think hearing about these tablets today is so cool because here we are again, being reminded of all God had done for His people, rescuing them from Pharaoh, parting the Red Sea, leading them to the Promised Land, and here. We see this reminder from history. It's important to remember because it is so easy to forget all that God has done. I mean, we even do this with special memories we don't want to forget. Like, maybe you have a photo or a necklace or a book from someone you love that reminds you of them. It reminds you of that special moment. With God, it's as if He's whispering to us, "Don't forget to remember." Okay, let's continue. When the priests came out of the holy place, a cloud filled the house of the Lord, so much that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house. Of the Lord. Then Solomon said, "The Lord has said that He would dwell in thick darkness. I have indeed built you an exalted house, a place for you to dwell forever." Then the king turned around and blessed all the assembly of Israel. There they all stood, listening. As he spoke, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who with his hand has fulfilled what he promised with his mouth to David, my father. He said, "Since the day that I brought my people out of Egypt, I chose no city out of all the tribes of Israel in which to build a house that my name might be there, but I chose David to be over my people." Of Israel. Now, it was in the heart of David, my father, to build a house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to David, "You did well, and it was in your heart to build the temple. But you shall not build the house. Instead, it will be your son; he shall build the house for my name." Listeners. He's reminding them of everything we just learned from our other episodes. That his father David, he wanted to go build the temple for the Lord, but the Lord said, "No, it won't be you. Rather, it will be your son Solomon." And did it all happen just as God said it would? Yes. Yes. Okay, keep going, Solomon. We'll listen in. Now the Lord has fulfilled His promise. I have risen in the place of David, my father, and I sit on the throne of Israel. 
as the Lord said, and I have built the house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the large crowd of Israel. He spread out his hands toward heaven and said, O Lord, God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth, keeping his covenant and showing steadfast love to your servants who walk before you with all their heart. You have kept with your servant David, my father, what you declared to him, and you spoke with your mouth and with your hand have fulfilled it this day. Solomon continued to pray a long and beautiful prayer to God. And when he was finished praying, he arose from before the altar of the Lord, where he had knelt with his hands outstretched toward heaven. He stood and blessed all the assembly of Israel with a loud voice, saying, Blessed be the Lord, who has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he promised. And not one word has failed of all his good promises, which he spoke by Moses, his servant. Wow. Did you hear that? He said every single word. Not some or most of the words, but every single one God said, he kept. They came true. And what did Solomon call God's promises? Did he say they were, eh, okay? No. Did he say the promises were bad? No. Did he call the promises good? Good. Yes. When Solomon had finished building the temple of the Lord and the royal palace, and he had achieved all he had desired to do, the Lord appeared to him a second time. The Lord said to him, I have heard the prayer and plea you made before me, and I have consecrated. That means set as holy or devoted as sacred. This temple which you have built by putting my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. As for you, if you walk before me faithfully with integrity of heart. That means goodness, honesty. And uprightness as David your father did and do all that I command and observe my decrees and laws. I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever, as I promised David your father. But if you or your descendants turn away from me and do not observe the commands and decrees I have given you, and go off to serve other gods and worship them. Then I will cut off Israel from the land I have given them, and I will reject this temple I have consecrated for my name. 
Israel will then become a byword and an object of ridicule among the people, and this house will become a heap of ruin. Everyone passing will be astonished and will hiss, and they will say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? Look at it. Then they will say, Well, it's because they abandoned the Lord their God, who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and they laid hold on other gods and worshipped them and served them instead. Therefore, the Lord has brought all this disaster on them. Well, that is it for our story today. But before we go, let's think about what we just heard. In today's story, we heard God telling Solomon to continue to follow his commands and not worship other gods. And if Solomon does not follow this, there will be consequences. Consequence means something that happens as a result of your actions. For example, I think you all understand that if you go and hit your sister, then your consequence for your actions may be having a timeout or losing a toy. Now God is so, so patient and kind with all of us, but he is reminding Solomon to not stray or wander away from God and begin worshiping other things that are not him. Or, there will be consequences. But why? Well, it's because God truly loves us. And out of his love, he gives us rules and consequences. When he tells us to do something, it's because it's for our own good. He wants to protect us, and he offers us things that are real lasting, and loving versus other things that have fake promises or promises that only last for a little bit. This could be things like money, popularity, shiny toys. Whoa! We all can struggle with seeing those cool ads that say, Hey, you! If you have this bike and this dress, well, then you'll be happy forever. With this, everyone will love you and your life will be splendid forever. So don't wait. Hurry. Go buy me right now. We've all heard or seen advertisements like that. And when we fall for loving these things more than God, because guess what? We all do sometimes. When that happens, we can always pray to God for help, ask for forgiveness, and guess what? He will be there listening. Now, I wonder how Solomon will do with all of this. We've been following along with him for a bit now, so let's see how his story ends in the upcoming episodes. 
Well, that is it for our story today. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to click subscribe or follow so you never miss the latest episode. And, as always, bye for now.